let's focus on the first two. Uh, but uh, but I mean, and even T Higgins, obviously, I was wrong about that. But yeah, yeah let's sure. focus on the one in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's focus on that one out there. <laughs> yo, yo, yo! What up, dogs? And welcome to episode number seventy-five of the Fantasy Football Dogs Podcast. I'm your host, Josiah Panther, and as always, I'm here with my pal in real life, but my foe in fantasy, Nathan, Nate Dog McDonald. Goodbye, Gronk, you sweet Super Bowl winning prince. Yes, Gronk is gone. Brady, drop him. He's gone. He's dead. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, guys, we are going to get into our wide receiver dynasty rankings this week. If you've been tuning in the past couple weeks, you know, we've been covering every position going over our dynasty rankings as it is dynasty draft season, getting it out there. Um, so we're excited to get into that. Yeah. Nate, you kind of hit the news on the top of the head. I don't know if there's much more to talk about. I mean, Grok retires. Yeah. I think for some people on their dynasty rosters, they were still, holding on that they might be able to start for them this year. And that is not going to happen. It looks like. So um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? And is there anything else you think we should, we should throw in? Well, Gronk officially retires. Uh, he's retired once before and come back. Uh, I guess the question is, do you think he is worth keeping in deep leagues on a roster spot just in case, or are you saying he should be dropped immediately? Cause I fall in the latter camp. I don't think he's coming back. I think if you got like, like most of our, most of our leagues, I think we have 25 dynasty leagues. We have 25 roster spots and then the, the taxi squad. Mm. Uh, I think if we, if we had 30 rosters, if you have like really deep roster spots in your dynasty league, then maybe I'll hold on to them. But yeah, I think most of my leagues I'd be comfortable dropping him, especially if there's anybody that even slightly gave me a rise, got me excited uh, on the waiver wire. Yeah, and I only I think the only reason he came back the first time was because with Brady was with the Bucks. So I think you know Brady's going to retire, and then there's definitely no reason for Gronk to come back. Yeah, there was a little bit of oh, if Brady asked him to come back, he might come back. So you know, yeah. that, I think that is why some people are hesitant to drop him. But yeah. well, Brady's there this year, and Gronk's still retiring. So yeah, yeah, and you know, if you held on to him the first time he retired, it paid off for you for at least a half a season, I guess. So yeah. uh, or a year and a half. Yeah, right? a year and a half. Yeah, year he was a tight end one in uh, 2020. Right. So, so yeah, it paid off for you. But, um, all right. So, let's go ahead. Was there anything else or you want to jump into this? Okay, cool. Let's, let's get to the goodie. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to do our dynasty wide receiver rankings. And I will let you go first with your top three. Same, same kind of a program we've been doing. We're going to go three at a time, kind of break them down in quote-unquote tiers, not saying it's a complete tier, but just to kind mm -hmm. of uh, help us get through more guys here. Mm -hmm. Yep, so, yeah, this is uh, PPR rankings, obviously, and Jamar Chase should be the number one wide receiver. He He's just too good. He's in a perfect situation being paired with Burrow. Uh, you saw what they did his rookie year. Uh, as good as Jefferson's rookie year was, Chase's was even better and Chase was better in college. And I think Chase is going to continue to be better. So, um, yeah, I, I've got him as the number one. I don't think a ton of people would argue with that. There are some that still believe my number two guy should hold that spot. And it's Justin Jefferson. 
had a fantastic year, obviously had a fantastic rookie year, uh, finished just above Chase this year, but, you know, Chase was also a rookie. Um, yeah, I, I just see more upside with Chase in a better quarterback situation and long-term upside. But Jefferson is, you know, I think those two are one and two, and, you know, it's a teardrop to everybody else. Um, but coming in at number three for me is Mr. C.D. Lamp. I think this guy is going to have a big year with the Cowboys uh, this year and going forward. He's an incredibly talented player. And, I mean, he had a pretty good year this past year. He played all uh, 16 games, or I guess all but one. Um, and he finished as the wide receiver 21 overall, you know, with Dak coming back from injury and sharing uh, with Amari Cooper. I don't think that's bad at all. Uh, he had over 1,000 yards, made really good use of uh, his catches. And, yeah, I, I only see his value going up, and he's still only 23 years old. So, um, yeah, C.D. Lamb makes the top three for me. Wow. Wow. This is going to be an interesting turn of events because we're, we're almost the same here until you get to number three. But uh, so for me, Jamar Chase, number one, Justin Jefferson, number two, Nate, you kind of mentioned it. That is kind of consensus. I have seen people still say they prefer Jefferson. I don't exactly. I mean, I think it is apples to apples. It's a toss up like in a startup draft, they could probably go right after one another and I wouldn't, you know, care. But, uh, you know, I do just think that Jamar Chase is in a slightly more dynasty-stable situation with Joe Burrow, as you mentioned. Um, but, you know, I, I think maybe the argument I'm making in my head now is maybe there's a little bit less talent around Justin Jefferson as far as the other receivers. So maybe there's not like a T. Higgins you have to really worry about possibly overtaking him one season and the next, you know, so I think that is a – like, you know, if, if for the next five years, I wouldn't be too surprised if T Higgins was actually the, the best dynasty receiver in, in two of those years, let's say, you know, so, um, you know, I, I think maybe Justin Jefferson doesn't have somebody like that. Uh, if people are really, really high on T Higgins, maybe that could be why they ha have the knock there. But yeah, for me, I think that the consensus is the way to go. And it's, I, I, I agree with it. And for me, number three is Cooper cup. It's Cooper Cup. I know he's old. Er, he's not like old, old. He's still got, you know, three, four, five good years. But, um, you know, here's the thing for me. The reason why I wasn't quite willing to knock him for his age, putting him here at three, is he scored 100 more fan fantasy points last year than the, than the closest wide receiver, you know? So when you're getting that big of a gap, it's kind of like Kelsey was for a really long time. Like when it's that much of a separator, and I do think that Cooper Cup is in the position to, you know, stay that way. Some of the guys behind him that I do have really close to Cooper Cup, they they had a little bit of turmoil or transition this year. Um, and uh, with Cooper Cup, it's same old, same old. You know, they added Allen Robinson, uh, but they're losing Odell Beckham. Uh, so, you know, it kind of evens out. And I uh, still – I don't know if he's going to have the season he did last year. It was obviously an outlier of the season. If he scored 50 more points, though, next year than the next receiver, I would still take that, you know, over a 17-game pace. That's three three points, a, a little bit over that. So uh, definitely worth it. And I think, you know, with the age right now, I'll buy him, keep him from two years, and then maybe try to trade him to a win-now team. But uh, for the next two seasons, if I'm even thinking about winning now, he's wide receiver three for me. Nice. I, I appreciate the uh, Cooper Cup love. So uh, do you do you want to take the next group of guys, the first analysis? 
Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, we probably have a couple of the same guys in here, so I appreciate that, sir. Um, at number four, I have my boy, Debo Samuel. I was the high guy on him last year, but I was not nearly high enough. Uh, it was it was a, a victory lap that I should have been more bold on, but uh, that is okay. I, I you know, thought that Debo was the guy to have. It certainly was. I did not expect him to be the third overall finishing wide receiver. Um, I don't even think he – I think he missed a game and still was that was the case. So, you know, just an incredible season. Obviously, he had 365 rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns to go on top of his 1,400 uh, receiving yards. So he just – uh, touchdown wise, just destroyed it, ate it up. He played two positions. He was completely dominant on that offense. Um, I like him at four. I've would almost had him at three. And, you know, if I was thinking maybe I want to go younger build or whatever, I, you know, wouldn't blame anybody for taking him there, but, uh, you know, he still did score, uh, yeah, it, exactly through a hundred points less than, uh, than Cooper cup last year. So still can't quite put him over that. Obviously Trey Lance, I'm very excited about much more excited than Nathan, but I don't think that that's going to mean that Debo Samuel's pass count is going to go up. I think they are going to be a very rush heavy offense and, you know, Debo has expressed some hesitancy to want to get quite the load that he got in the rush game. So I think we might not see as much of that. And Trey Lance obviously can get a lot of those goal line carries that he was getting and take him into the, to the, to the red zone. So uh, I am expecting his, his numbers to be a little bit lower because of that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, with his age, with the complete breakout he had last year, um, you know, he's in a great organization. He's expressed some, uh, desire to want to be traded it looks like that's kind of died down a little bit it looks like he might end up there but uh, Debo's at four and number five I have CD Lamb you had him at three a little bit lower but I still you know I, I don't blame you for having him that high it looks like things really opened up for him this year uh, you know I'm a little bit worried about the 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 Cowboys offense just kind of declining in general not I definitely don't think CD Lamb will be a part of that but uh, that, that's the only reason why I might have him a little bit lower than you, but I still agree with all the great points you made. Uh, I think he's a, you know, dynasty wide receiver one to high end one. And I'm excited to have him on any team I can get him. And at number six, I think I'm going to have a surprise here for a lot of people, but it's my man. I'm always high on him. I will continue to be high on him. It's Stefan Diggs, the number one wide receiver for Josh Allen. Uh, he didn't really gain anything uh to as far as competition uh or uh that wasn't quite the best way to put that but yeah the, the bills didn't add in a, a weapon that really makes me threaten you know i think that uh gabe davis is going to be the number two there and we kind of saw him start to grow into that role last year but uh stefan Diggs still on track to have the same kind of target uh, share he's had he had 164 targets last year which is just uh, massive. His touchdown total was a little bit lower than a lot of the guys that got get that amount of targets. So that's why he he still finished his wide receiver seven last year. But you know, the year before, I believe his wide receiver two or three. So um, you know, didn't have quite the season he had, but obviously wide receiver seven is nothing to be upset about. Um, and uh, you know, he's only 28. So uh year younger than Cooper Cup. And uh, you know, I'm still not quite worried about him descending anytime soon and this this wave with josh allen i think they're going to be one of the best offenses in the league so i'm happy to have him he's not he's going a lot later than that so he's a still i'm able to get in a lot of drafts but stefan Diggs at number six for me gotcha yeah we we definitely have a little bit of differences here um i do have cooper cup at number four 
He, uh, he just drops because of age. He's 29 years old, but he is my wide receiver one in redraft uh, this year. I mean, he just had the best wide receiver uh, season ever. That cannot be stated enough. And like you said, he finished with 100 more points than the next closest guy. So um, can't go wrong with him. And, and with him, like he wins with route running. It's not like Julio Jones or Calvin Johnson where he just like out muscles everybody and is just a freak athlete and is getting beat up all the time. But, you know, that route running ages well. So I think he's going to be a guy that has a lot of good years left in him. So uh, he is number four for me. Number five is T. Higgins. Ooh. Congratulations, Bengals. You got two of my top five dynasty wide receivers. Dude, T. Higgins is the man. And Joe Burrow has proven since college and in the NFL he can support two wide receivers, no problem. T. Higgins in points per game was wide receiver 14 last year. And he played quite a few of those games injured. Like he in 14 games, he had almost 1,100 yards, 74 receptions, and six touchdowns. Like he's an absolute beast. And at the end of the season, it was kind of alternating between who had the better week between him and Chase. So, I, you know, Higgins, he is still really, really young. He is, uh, let me look here. Yeah, he's 23 years old, uh, same age as CeeDee Lamb. I mean, yeah, this is going to be a really good offense for years to come, and I want to go and snag T. Higgins where I can here. Um, number six for me is going to be Mr. A.J. Brown. I, I like his situation that he's going into. I understand that, you know, uh, his quarterback is going to be running a little bit more than before, but I also think Nick Sheriani is much better at getting wide receivers or just play, good players in space, getting them the ball. He did it with nine Hines a lot with the Colts. And I just think A.J. Brown's going to fit really well in that scheme and that system. And he having Devontae Smith opposite him, like I'm pretty sure A.J. Brown had his best year with Corey Davis. Like it helps when any of these receivers have someone to help take the load off. And I think that's going to really aid him as well. So A.J. Brown is still a supreme talent, the supreme athlete. And I got to go ahead and snag him at number six. Yeah, man, I think that Higgins take is very spicy, very bold. I mean, I've seen people high on him, but I don't think I've seen anybody have him as high as five. So you are officially the highest guy I know on him as far as I have seen. That's, uh, that's you know, if if Joe Burrow can't support two, you know, top five dynasty receivers, that would be incredible. I don't know that that's been done before. Well, I mean, you know, dynasty is subjective, I guess, but yeah, I'm not saying in redraft, they're both going to be top five every single right, season, right, right. but he's 23 years old. And I think he's going to be, you know, a wide receiver one at worst, a high end wide receiver two, basically every season. Yeah. For, yeah. I mean, you know, for me, I just think guy, that there are guys, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll obviously talk about him. We're going to go uh, at least 30 deep, maybe go a little bit later uh, or a little bit more than that today, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, definitely that's an outlier for us in our rankings. But all right, well, if you want to do the next group of guys, uh, I think we got nine, oh, seven through nine here. Yep, so seven through nine. Start off with Mr. Devonte Adams. Uh, couldn't let him drop any further than this. He is going back to his college quarterback and Mr. Derek Carr. And yeah, I mean, he was neck and neck with uh, Debo Samuel for that wide receiver two spot last year. And he's consistently in the top, you know, five, 10 at worst. So uh, he's a monster. And yeah, I, I don't, you know, you could have a little bit of concern with the fall off from not having Aaron Rodgers anymore. But I mean, Derek Carr has no problem slinging the football. And I, you know, like Devontae Adams took less money to go play with Carr. I don't think he would do that if he thought that his production was just going to take a huge hit. So 
Um, I, I think they're going to be passing the ball a lot to him, and he's going to produce. So he's still only 29 and a half years old and uh, got plenty of life left in him. So, yeah, give me Devontae Adams there at number seven. Coming in at number eight for me is your boy, Stephon Diggs. Uh, he's still in a great situation being with Josh Allen, and he's also still, you know, relatively young. He's, you know, 28, so about a year younger than, um, you know, Cup and Devontae Adams. So getting up there, but still in a great situation. He's a guy that wins a little bit more with route running, kind of like a Justin Jefferson type, but not quite as good. But, uh, yeah, still in a great situation, still a great player. And coming in at number nine for me, I know you're not going to like this, but it is Mr. Debo Samuel coming in at number nine. That is because – Look, like, you know, it's a lot of it's been said with how it seems like he doesn't want to be used as much as a running back going forward and that it's going to take a toll on his body and shorten his career and all that. And that is a big concern because last year he had eight rushing touchdowns. To put that in perspective, he had eight total carries in 2020. Like, that's an insane revolution in how he's used, and it doesn't seem like he liked it. I think, you know, they'll probably find a middle ground there, but definitely going to go more back to using him as a traditional receiver. And look, like, he obviously had a massive year this past year, but in 2020, he only played seven games, so he was wide receiver 71 overall. But even in points per game, he was wide receiver 44. Uh, in 2019, he was wide receiver 38 in points per game and wide receiver 34 overall. That's so, actually pretty good on a rookie year. I just want to say that. But I mean, but, it's not bad, but wide receiver 38 is, in points per game is a wide receiver four on your team in a 12-team league. So, and, you know, he was wide receiver 44 in points per game in 2020. So I'm just saying this last year is definitely an outlier. How he was used was an outlier. And he still doesn't have a contract with them. They're still in a contract dispute. So I think that'll get resolved at some point, but... I don't expect him to be used in the same way going forward. And that's where a lot of his value came from this past year. So I think that's why Debo's has to go down the rankings for me. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. I mean, you go through their, their finishes, but you know, I know you mentioned T Higgins points per game was 14, which is still deep good, but you know, he finished overall at 24. I just think putting. Does he miss three games? Right, but putting a guy that finished wide receiver two, I mean, you know, uh, and, you know, maybe you do think it's an outlier. I okay, agree. Co- compare, I, compare T, all right, so uh, Debo Samuel's second year, he was wide receiver 44 in points per game. Okay. And but, finished wide receiver 71 overall. So compare exactly. their two. Right, but it's it's better to, especially when they're rookie, I know they weren't rookies, that was their second year, but when they're younger players, it's about the role they end up growing into and the potential they can reach. I'm not like looking back, I'm looking forward. And, and look at, I mean, maybe like, you know, fair enough though. I think, you know, that's, that's definitely a, d- a difference for us, but you know, well, Debo think, doesn't seem to want to be used that way. And- yeah. I, I agreed with you. I think that has a lot to do with, you know, this is contract time and he's a lot of this has, has to do with him trying to get more money than a receiver, I think uh, gets. So, um, you know, but we'll see how it ends up playing out. I, I agree with you. There is that risk and I don't blame you for dropping them. Um, yeah, just, I, I, I disagree. But uh, that's 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 all good. Uh, so wait, was that all three of your in that in that class or in that in that group? Yeah. Okay. Um, so my seven through nine. Um, this is the guy you didn't mention. I'm sure you'll bring him up pretty soon. Uh, I'm still gonna take him above his teammate, who is also in this tier for me. Uh, but at seven, I have Jalen Waddle. Uh, Jalen Waddle. Uh, you know, he had 
he broke the rookie record for receptions. You know, uh, Tua clearly showed that this is his favorite target. Now, look, I know there's another guy that I'm going to talk about here in a minute that came and joined the team this year. Uh, but, you know, he, he's up there in age. Um, I, I, you know, Jalen Waddle is, is, I think, six or seven years younger than, obviously, I'll just say the name Tyreek Hill. Uh, and, you know, I do think that Tua showed he really, really wants to target Waddle. Now, is Tyreek Hill going to, you know, break into that that target share? Absolutely. And, and Jalen Waddle is going to have to become much better on a per-catch basis. He's going to have to become much more efficient this year. But he can do a lot after the catch. He has incredible speed. And, uh, you know, I, I think maybe he can put on, you know, five, 10 pounds of muscle and get a little bit uh, stronger uh, than, than he was last year and be able to break tackles a little bit more. And I think he has a lot of upside still to reach. Uh, so for me, Jalen Waddle is at seven. Um, at eight, I have A.J. Brown. Uh, so not too far after you. Um, I do think that it'll be interesting to see, right? Devonte Smith is a really, really elite, like as far as pedigree coming out of college, Devonte Smith was a better receiver than, 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 uh, than AJ Brown, you know I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it'll be really interesting to see if AJ Brown like completely dominates and is the wide receiver one, everybody's ranking him that way. And I am too, but you know, I think people have Devonte Smith much further down and they aren't even considering the possibility that Devonte Smith could be the more talented receiver and could be the wide receiver one out of the two of them. Now I, I agree. I think it's probably AJ Brown, but uh, that's just the only reason why I'm a little bit hesitant on him. And at the end of the day, it is going to be a smaller target share, a smaller pie to eat from than a lot of other teams when Jalen hurts is your quarterback because he is so run heavy um, so, uh, we'll have to see, but I'm still very excited about his landing spot. Uh, and at nine, I have Tyreek Hill. Um, obviously can still completely take the top off of defense. He finished wide receiver six last year. Um, so, you know, he's used to, we're used to him finishing in the top three pretty consistently. I think he did for two or three years, uh, before this, but, uh, you know, not quite as good of a season. Um, you know, he still had 159 targets, uh, just the touchdown numbers were a little bit lower that teams teams really seemed to key on, key in on him and didn't let him take the top off as much. Um, but it'll be really interesting to see what Mike McDaniel can do with them. And, you know, I think a lot of people would still take Tyreek over Jalen Waddle. And I don't, I don't think that's a terrible idea. I think if I was going with certain builds that I would definitely do that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think they could very well finish right around each other. Um, and you know, Waddle's just so much younger, which is why I have him a couple notches higher, but that is my tier seven through nine. Nice. I like it. I will say on the AJ Brown thing. Um, I don't know if any team in the NFL is more run heavy than the Titans are. So at worst, I would say it's a wash and maybe even an increase for him, but we'll see. Well, but, but he didn't have a Devonte Smith ever. I mean, I know Corey Davis had one good season, but it, he never had someone with an elite talent, won the Heisman Trophy, was the first – was he the first wide receiver? No, he wasn't the first wide receiver. Uh, Chase was the first yeah. wide receiver in this class. Yeah. And Waddle was taken above him. But yeah. uh, he was still a top-10 pick, whereas, you know, A.J. Brown was a second-round pick. And I know that doesn't matter and, now. And I really like Smith, but Smith is also yeah. like 165 pounds. So right. – you know, I think AJ Brown's a little bit more built to be a wide receiver one, especially like to get more touches. Like, I think if you try to give him Devontae Smith, you know, 80 touches, he might not hold up the whole season. That might be fair. And again, I agree with you that I, I project and think that AJ Brown, I just think people aren't even considering 
that Devonte Smith could be that guy, you know, and I think that is something that I have to at least, you know, give credence to in my mind, but fair mm. enough. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I mean, obviously ranking them eight, I'm not low on them at all. So mm. um, yeah. Uh, so who went last there? I guess it yeah. was me. So I'll go into this next group of guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, Devonte Adams. It was really, I kept flipping him and Tyree kill back and forth, back and forth. It's just a little bit of age, just a couple of years, and 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 the unknown of. Look, I'm sure he's going to do great with Derek Carr, but is it going to be Aaron Rodgers' level of him always finishing as a top three receiver when he's healthy? I can't guarantee that in my in my mind. So I I you know I think wide receiver one is a pretty pretty much a lock, but. If he was a back-end wide receiver one, you know, he's going to a completely new system. He's played at the same team his whole career. Obviously, I know there's a quarterback connection that's going to help. I don't deny that. But there's a lot of other targets. He has more he has more talent around him in that wide receiver core than he pretty much ever had at, at Green Bay. I mean, you got uh, Renfro, Waller. I mean, they never had a tight end like Waller in Green Bay. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I – I think he, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not one of these guys last year, he had 123 catches. You know, if that got knocked down by 15 catches, I wouldn't be terribly surprised, but uh, at the same time, he's still one of the best receivers in the league. We know that. And as far as the new team situation, it's almost as good as it can get uh, going back to your college quarterback and the Raiders that are very much, you know, loaded and ready to win now. So uh, at number 11, I have a guy that I've consistently been low on. It'll be interesting to see if we are, if I'm higher on him than you now, or if we're around the same place, but it's DK Metcalf. Um, you know, last year people were ranking him in top three, four, five territory. I just couldn't do that. I know he's a freak athlete, but I, he's never performed to that caliber. He's never had a Debo season, you know, breakout to that level. And, uh, I just don't, I didn't buy last year that he was a top five, six dynasty receiver now, but I do think he coming in at 11 here is a very appropriate spot. You know, the, this, the Seahawks are in a little bit of flux, a little bit of turmoil. There's been some recent news that Baker's going to land there. So uh, I would like that better than drew lock certainly, but uh, you know, still obviously a little bit concerning who's going to be throwing the ball to him at this moment, but this is dynasty. You gotta, you gotta not look at the short-term lens and, you know, he's 24 years old, a complete freak athlete. And, uh, you know, um, uh, and one of the fastest guys at his size, uh, that we've had in the league in recent memory. So, uh, you know, love watching him play. If the Seahawks can, can pull it back together as a team and get it, get a quarterback, it's probably not going to be a rust level quarterback, but at least something close to that. Um, you know, I'd be willing to consider him a couple spots higher, but for now at 11, I think that's a pretty safe spot for him. And in number 12, I'm going to have your boy T Higgins. So I still have him as a dynasty wide receiver one, uh, I still like him a lot. It's just compared to you, obviously I can't, can't quite touch your love for him, but, um, you know, I, I think, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a season or two where, where he finishes above Jamar chase, especially if there's injury involved or anything like that. Um, so, uh, it, it's a pretty safe pick. Uh, I think you can depend on him for, you know, pretty much 15 points and obviously with a higher upside. I mean, there were games where he scored 40 points last year. So uh, the upside is there, but you know, when is it going to happen is a little bit scary when there's a guy like chase on the other side. Um, and, and obviously they still have Boyd. Who's a very capable receiver. It's not just chase. It's, I mean, that, that offense, uh, they added a tight end this year. Can you remember who it is? I'm, I'm blanking. 
Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, thank you. Yeah, so obviously he's shown in the past he could be a receiving threat. Didn't really do it much in Atlanta, but uh, you know we'll we'll save that for another time. So uh, T Higgins at twelve coming in, I still really like him. Uh, you know, uh, I still think that uh, Joe Burrow's producing two uh, dynasty wide receiver ones, just not quite to the degree that you're at with him there. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so my number 10 is going to be DK Metcalf. I have him one spot above you. Um, yeah. I mean, I will push back a little bit when you say like, he's never put a season that warrants, you know, like the, I mean, he was wide receiver six overall in 2020. I mean, he was, he was a high end wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, he was wide receiver 15 overall this past year because Russ got hurt and obviously the Seahawks were in a little bit of disarray, but no, like the talent is there. I don't predict this next year to be his best by any means, but I mean, shoot, even if it's Drew Locke, like that guy, if he does have one thing, he likes to like chunk it downfield and try to let his players make plays. And that is what DK Metcalf is best at. So I don't, you know, there's not going to be, I don't think a lack of opportunity It's just the caliber of quarterback is definitely taking a big drop for him. So, but you know, they're one draft away from fixing that, you know, or in their their one trade away. I mean, we've seen that in recent history. I mean, look, the Broncos have Russell Wilson now and the Rams have Stafford. So uh, you know, nothing's concrete. And he's still only 24 years old. He's still very young in his career and has already shown massive upside. So I, I can't put him any lower than 10. Uh coming in right below him is Jalen Waddle. Uh, like you said, broke the rookie reception record. Part of that is was, you know, he was by far the you know, head and shoulders, the best on his team. And that's a compliment to him as well as a knock on the rest of his team because their receiving core sucked. So, you know, Tyree Kill is undoubtedly a better player at this stage in their career. So he's definitely going to be eating into Waddle's touches. And, you know, I really like Waddle, but I, you know, Tua is still a little bit unproven and Tua definitely hasn't shown that he can, produce two viable fantasy options at receiver he's far from shown that so uh, i would just like to see a little bit more as far as his situation goes that's what bumps him down to 11 um but coming in at number 12 is his teammate which is tyree kill uh also on the tyree kill Devonte adams things they're only one year apart um Devontae adams is only one year older than hill is mm-hmm. um and i would say Carr is a much more accomplished and proven quarterback than what um anything to has shown so i'll definitely put adams above hill but hill does come in here in my top 12 just because he's tyree kill he's amazing and i think he'll produce no matter where he is but he is going to take a dip not being with patty mahomes anymore yeah like i said i was flipping them back and forth they're ranked back to back to me and i i don't don't blame you at all that's kind of just the decision making process that you know, I was just that's why I put Tyree Tyreek Hill slightly above is if they're that close, I'll let that one year be it be a tiebreaker. But but yeah, I don't I, I think your reasoning pushing back on that is, is valid as well. So all right, well let's recap our wide receiver ones here in Dynasty. For me, it's Jamar Chase for both of us, it's Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson at one and two. Uh, at three, I have Cooper Cup. At four, I have Debo Samuel. At five, I have CD Lamb. At six, I have Stefan Diggs. At seven, I have Jaden Waddle, Jalen Waddle. Uh, at eight, I have AJ Brown. At nine, I have Tyreek Kill. At ten, Devonte Adams. Eleven, DK Metcalf, and twelve, Mr. T Higgins. Yep, and uh, one and two, Chase and Jefferson for me. Three is CD Lamb. Four, Cup Cup. Five, T Higgins. 
six, A.J. Brown, seven, Devontae Adams, eight, Stephon Diggs, nine, Debo Samuel, 10, D.K. Metcalf, 11, Jalen Waddle, and 12, Tyreek Hill. Holy shit. You know what I just realized, man? I mean, it's different orders, but we have the same top 12. There's nobody that fell out of a... your top 12 of mine. So yeah, that's really cool. We, uh, you know, we do these rankings separate and we don't hear them until we didn't plan that. (laughs) Didn't plan that, but that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, uh, you know, those are the guys at the draft, the, uh, the fantasy football dog stamp of approval. Yeah. Those Uh, are wide receiver ones. Yes. Um, all right. So, uh, I guess I can take the next group. Yeah. 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 You go ahead. You go ahead. This, this is where it's going to get gonna get tricky i think yeah there's there's definitely gonna be a lot going uh, back and forth here but um uh, the first wide receiver two for me coming at number 13 is gonna be mr chris godwin hmm. uh, chris godwin is still a very underrated player he's only 26 years old and i understand he has the injury but he's coming back from an injury that many have come back from everything i've read and heard about it is he's ahead of schedule in his recovery or it's going very well so, yeah, I mean, Godwin has consistently produced as a wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, he in points per game, he was wide receiver seven overall last year. Uh, he was a wide receiver one the year before. Um, and, you know, I understand a little bit of concern with Brady probably retiring after this season. But a guy with his level of talent, I believe he's he's going to succeed no matter what. And like I've said before, with trades and drafts, you know, your quarterback situation can change dramatically. So I, I believe in the talent. He's very accomplished. He's proven and he's still young. So um, honestly, we might be or I might be underrating him by putting him as a wide receiver, too. But uh, he just falls down to 13 for me. Uh, number 14 is Devontae Smith. Uh, like a lot of what you said about the Slim Reaper, he's a very, very good player, uh, incredibly good in college, and still had a very, very good rookie year. So I, uh, I expect him to take a step forward this year. I think the presence of A.J. Brown will help him. Um, it may limit him as far as, like, total upside goes, but I still think he has, you know, high-end wide receiver two, uh, low-end wide receiver one upside. And like you said, you know, there, there's, a, there's a world where he ends up being the wide receiver one on that team. I just don't know if, if he's quite built for that role. Uh, coming in at 15 for me is Mr. Michael Pittman Jr., another guy that you are a fan of and been a fan of for a long time. Uh, I love that he has Matt Ryan now. I think, I mean, he already produced and did, you know, pretty well last year. Um, you know, not an insane level. I mean, it was just under 14 points per game, but I expect that to take a step forward this year. His quarterback situation just got a lot better and he's a good talent. So he's really young as well. Um, there are a couple guys right below him that I'm starting to have some, you know, kind of wishing I put ahead of him, but he has proven it already on the field and he has a great situation and an offensive line that's going to buy him a lot of time to get open. So Michael Pittman at number 15. And uh, stick with your gut, my friend. Stick with your gut. Uh, no, but I, this is, I thought it was going to start getting uh, uh, crazy as far as the differences here, but it's not, we got two of the same guys here. So uh, still staying pretty close on track here. But for me, number 13, it is Michael Pittman. Uh, he is my first wide receiver, too. Look, uh, this was before we were recording, before we were doing episodes. But this is a guy that I had coming out of college ranked higher than T. Higgins. I had him ranked higher than Jalen Wa- uh, Rager, which looks brilliant now, but it wasn't wasn't uh, popular at the time. 
so uh, and I think I also had him ranked higher than Justin Jefferson. So that wasn't a good. <laughs> Let's focus on the first two. Uh, but uh, but I mean, and even T. Higgins, obviously, I was wrong about that. But yeah, yeah let's sure. focus on the one in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's focus on that one. Out there. <laughs> no, but I say all that to say, you're right. I've been high on him for a very long time, and he's uh, continued to be that way. Uh, he broke out last year. I mean, he I know he finished the wide receiver uh, 17, but I mean, he had 129 targets from a horrible quarterback. He caught 88 of them, and uh, the touchdowns just weren't quite there. But he's built to be a touchdown machine. He was in college, and, uh, you know, he's he's got that big body. Alex Pierce, obviously, is there joining him. Matt Ryan coming on is going to – look, if there's one thing I can tell you, I don't know how Matt, how good Matt Ryan still is. He might have lost some juice from his glory days, but he's better than Carson Wentz, 100%. I can tell you that. So it's an upgrade, and uh, I really think that – you know, I think Alex Pierce will be good. But I think that Michael Pittman is still going to be the target hog. I don't think that Alec Pierce is going to threaten him in that role at all, especially this year and even going forward. So number 13, got Michael Pittman. Uh, at number 14, I have Mr. Terry McLaurin. It's a guy that I've been high on. Now he's getting the quarterback that I was just trashing, <laughs> but <laughs> it's all relative because still Carson Wentz is the best quarterback that he's ever had. Uh, I mean, you know, you could argue even going back to college, but oh, that's disrespectful because his college quarterback is passed. So, uh, but yeah, he hasn't had good quarterbacks and he's done so much with it. I mean, you know, obviously in 2021, he had his real breakout year, but uh, you know, last year he struggled with injury a little bit, um, but you know, finished at wide receiver 25. Uh, but uh, that is, Oh, you know what? He actually played all 17 games. So he didn't struggle with injury last year. He was just wide receiver 25. So definitely a bad year, but come on, his quarterbacks, <laughs> his quarterbacks are Heineke, man. Like it was just terrible, man. Like I really think he has the talent. Uh, I don't think that Carson Wentz is going to be there for a long time. So I understand you might, one might say that I'm too high on him because his quarterback situation is definitely not solidified. But again, I think he's going to have a better season than he had last year, hands down, with Carson Wentz. And, uh, you know, they added Jahan Dotson. There's been some great news about him. They drafted him 16 overall, which is higher than they took before. And so maybe they have plans for him to grow into uh, a huge role. But I don't think that's going to happen this year. And here's the thing. He might not even re-sign with the Commanders. And I would be happy if that happened. Literally, if he went to another team, I think I would feel much better. It doesn't get worse as far as an organization than the Commanders. Sorry if you're a Commanders fan. Uh, but, uh, yeah, for me, Terry McLaren there at number 14. And at number 15, I have Chris Godwin as well. Um, not too far off from, from you. I agree with everything you said. He does have – he's going to start the season off, or it, it looks like that there's been talk that he's going to start the season off on the pup. So that guarantees him missing at least the first four games. But, again, this is Dynasty. Uh, but if I was, you know, specifically going in with trying to win this season or anything like that, he might get knocked a couple spots for me. But really, it's not nothing to be too concerned with. It is an ACL. Uh, hopefully he comes back the same. I would say the one other thing that may, might make me a little bit lower. I mean, obviously two spots, but the new on him is uh, Tom Brady's probably not going to be there much longer. And who's going to be their quarterback after that? You know, so there is that question. But as far as the next year, possibly two you know, obviously he's locked in. It just sucks that probably his last year with Brady, he's going to miss a good portion of it. So, uh, you know, that might be a slight reason to fade him for those that aren't as high as us. In the 
Yeah, no, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I will redact something I said about Godwin. I said he was a wide receiver one in 2020. He was a low, he was a wide receiver two that year. It was the 2019 season when he was like the wide receiver two overall by right. Michael Thomas. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, and you know, that 2019 season wasn't with Brady. It was with uh, Jameis Winston. So um, now granted that was Winston's famous 5,000 yard 30 for 30 season, but uh, or 33 for 30 season, but uh, still, he, he can produce with a variety of different quarterbacks. So I, I think long-term Godwin, you can feel safe with for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll go into this next group and here's where I know I'm going to have one guy. That's probably not even in your top 36. Here uh, we go. But here it is. Mr. Tyrellon Burks at 16. Uh, I, you know, if you've listened to an episode over the past three months, I've probably said something about Traylon at some point, or we've had a discussion or an argument about Traylon, but I think he's an absolute stud. I think he's going to walk in and produce right away. There's been some concerns. He's came in a little bit, uh, out of shape and, you know, he's had some asthma issues in training camp. Look, I agree that that's not great news. I'm not thrilled about it, but people are just dropping the man off the face of the planet. And I mean, you know, my co-host here, Nate, has been low on him before all that happened, so I won't blame him of that. But, you know, I've just seen a lot of people just, you know, I, I for me, I'm not that worried about it. Let's see what, you know, when the season gets here, if it's an issue, if it's making him miss games, but that never happened. He has an entire body of work from Arkansas uh, where, you know, that wasn't an issue. So, uh, I'm, I'm not concerned about it right now, at least as much as some of the people out here. I think just, you know, it's this off-season hype season and any little dropped pass. It's just like Jamar Chase last year. Me and Nate kind of had this conversation, but Jamar Chase dropped some passes in practice. And so now he might not be ready for the season this year. And, you know, I even kind of like bought into that a little bit. I'm not not saying that it's I'm, I'm above it, but, you know, we got to keep our heads on straight. And when we see an entire body of work in college, give them time to let let them put it on the field. Uh, at number 17, ranked right behind him is my rookie wide receiver, two in this class. And it's Drake London, uh, you know, neck and neck, especially now that there has been these issues. Now, him and him and Drake London they were really, really close for me. Uh, keep in mind, Drake London's on my favorite actual real life team. So of course my aspirations are high. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I don't blame anybody taking them above Burks. There's a lot of people that are, and, you know, I think if I was doing a several drafts, there would be some drafts I would take London and some that I would take Burks, but they're right there neck and neck for me. Both look built to right away, be the alpha on their team. They have, you know, everything they need, the body size, the, the ability, the pedigree, everything you need, draft capital uh, to, to be the wide receiver ones for their respective franchises for years to come. So very excited about both of those guys, have them at 16 and 17. And at 18, it's a guy that I've continued to be high on, though it's getting harder and harder because the man cannot catch more than four touchdowns. But it's DJ Moore, because if he caught eight touchdowns, he would have been like a top six receiver for the past two years. But the yardage and the targets and the catches and it's all there. It's just he can't catch touchdowns and he's a little bit smaller of a guy, but I don't think that's the reason. I mean, a part of it is obviously he's been on the horrible Carolina Panthers without Christian McCaffrey and they cannot move the ball for the past two years, but I still have faith in them. They haven't solved the issue. It doesn't look like they're going to, I hate the Sam Darnold still going to be his quarterback, but he is one of these guys just like Terry McLaurin that are so good that it, it's not that it doesn't matter who their quarterback is. They're going to do much better with a good quarterback, but they can, they can, uh, their talent, 
can make a bad quarterback shine and look good because they can go up and, and just make these plays get this yards after catch. And DJ Moore is just one of those guys. So I think he's probably a top 12 talent, but his situation just downgrades him, you know, down to 18 for me. Gotcha. Well, good stuff there, except for the Traylon, the Traylon bust. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have him in my top 30 or my top 36. So I'll just say my piece on him real quick. Um, normally players that show up day one of their rookie seasons with weight and work ethic and conditioning problems, normally that doesn't get better. Like that's, that's normally a character trait thing that just kind of, and it, it explains his poor combine performance, him being a little out of shape. And uh, there was an article in sports illustrated by Albert Breer that they said like he was overweight in uh, private pre-draft workouts and got red flagged by multiple teams. So like chase never had any of those concerns. Like, I will say like the chase situation is much, much different in that chase was on the field, learning the offense, working with his quarterback, running routes. He was just dropping a few too many balls because one, he hadn't played the entire previous season and he was adjusting to the NFL. Like Burks isn't able to get on the field to do any of that. So like, and he does need work on his route running. Like he wasn't the route runner chase was coming out. So like, I, it's not full on panic for me yet, but it is concerning. Like, and I wasn't very high on the guy to begin with. So it's definitely knocked him down even more for me. Yeah. I mean, Um, again, it's not, uh, uh, you know, they're in OTAs right now. They aren't even, you know, do having real on the field drills. Like I get what you're saying. Like he hasn't had the chance to, but it's been two months. since He's been drafted. Like, yeah, there's still plenty of time before the season started for him to get on and learn the offense. And, and look, when we were worrying about Jamar chase, it was much closer to the season. It was like, uh, the preseason, like this is when, that's when all that hype happens. So I, I understand that it's different. I'm not comparing them apples to apples. I'm just saying that people will freak out for any small reason. That that's my only, point. but this isn't, this isn't a small reason in my opinion. I, I'll, I'll I, say this. If he shows up to training camp and he's still overweight and he can't make it through practice, you need to panic. Like yeah, I mean, if he can't get in shape in the next five weeks, he's in trouble. Yeah. If he's not ready, you know, if it's and especially come season time, if the fact that he wasn't able to get out in shape, like makes it so that he's not on the field, there was some hype that he's going to be the wide receiver three if that happens. I'll panic, but I don't think it's going to happen. So, but fair enough. All right. Uh, get into your 16 through 19, uh, 18. Yep. 16 through 18 for me, Garrett Wilson, my rookie wide receiver one is coming in at 16. Yeah. Uh, just an incredible player, very Justin Jefferson esque. Um, so, you know, he could be, he's probably going to very much outdo this ranking, but I just haven't seen it on the field yet. And I'd like to see it more with the jets and see a bit of improvement from Zach Wilson from year one to year two, which I fully expect, but I can't, you know, say it's happened yet. So Garrett Wilson comes in at number 16 for me. I love the talent and I like what they are building over there with the jets. Uh, absolutely. So 17 for me is Mr. Deontay Johnson. A uh, very, very talented young receiver in his own right. Um, you know, if you're comparing him to Scary Terry, he's kind of been outperforming him as of late. So, yeah, I, I think he is uh, – let me see where he finished last year because it was uh, wide receiver eight overall last year, So, which is way higher than any year Terry, uh, Scary Terry's had. So, um, yeah, Deontay Johnson is still very young. I imagine he's going to sign a long-term deal with the Steelers and they're going to let Chase Claypool walk and George Pickens is going to take over that Claypool role. So, yeah, Johnson I don't think is going to go anywhere. And uh, I like where he sits here and kind of a mid-tier wide receiver too. Uh, God, number 18. He shouldn't be this low, even though he's a little bit older, but, man, Mike Evans. 
he is going to be a very, very good win now piece for you, no matter you know what you're doing, no matter if Brady retires after this next season. I mean, Mike Evans produces no matter who his quarterback is. Winston, Johnny Manziel, it don't matter. So, yeah, I, uh, I really like getting him here at this kind of value because he's still only 28, if I believe. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he's 28 years old. So, yeah, I, I imagine that he still has a, at least a good three, four years of high-end play left in him. So uh, I'll take him there at 18. Yeah, we got a lot of these guys in similar tiers. Um, you know, I don't don't disagree with anything you really said there. Nothing stood out to me. Uh, Garrett Wilson comes in. Uh, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. You're supposed to go next. Okay, you, you, <laughs> go, ahead and, you go ahead and go into the next group of guys uh, so I don't steal your analysis. I wonder who you'll have at 19. Um, but 19 for me is going to be Mr. Drake London. Another rookie is my uh, number two rookie rod receiver. Uh, really, really like this guy's talent. Uh, obviously, he was the first wide receiver taken in the draft and going to not like a great situation, but he's clearly the best. If you're not counting Kyle Pitts, he's by far the best receiver. Like there's no one else that they have that can compare. So it's going to be him and Kyle Pitts catching the majority of the balls. And I imagine he's going to be a very, very good player long term. He reminds me so much of Mike Evans coming out. So, and if you can get that level of talent here, then you're getting a steal. So Drake London comes there for me. Amari Cooper comes in at 20. He is, uh, yeah, I mean, he's proven it multiple, multiple different years now. And I honestly think he's going to a better quarterback situation. Now, when he gets to play with that quarterback is still to be determined. Um, I would expect probably like a six to eight game suspension for Deshaun Watson, but they may try to bring out a year and then it, probably is going to get appealed down to half a year but yeah I mean worst case scenario even if it's a year it would definitely bump the rankings down a little bit for me but Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback when he's on the field and he has shown many times I mean look what he did with DeAndre Hopkins and I know Amari Cooper's not that talented but he can produce at a high level and you know ranking him at 20 is definitely um you know there's a lot of upside to be had there if you're willing to take a guy that's a little bit older all right. Oh, oh, sorry. One more. Go ahead. Yep. One more. <laughs> you keep wanting to steal my thunder. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So a lot of rookies going now. So my number three rookie wide receiver, Chris Olave, is coming in at number 21. Uh, the amount of capital that the Saints spent to get this guy is ridiculous. He was the third wide receiver off the board. Uh, I think he was wide receiver. It was a uh, pick number 11 in the draft, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he is. An incredible talent in his own right. He's also a touchdown machine, and he's a very polished player coming right out. So I think he's one of these guys that's going to produce right away. I could easily see him being the best uh, rookie wide receiver in the first year. So he, uh, I don't have a lot of trust in Michael Thomas. We haven't seen him in two years, and apparently he's still not ready to play. Uh, but I do think Jameis Winston has shown time and time again he can produce some pretty awesome fantasy uh, receivers. So. Yeah, Chris Olave comes in here at number 21 for me. I think he's going to be the number one wide receiver for the Saints sooner rather than later. Now yeah. you can go. Nice. <laughs> cool. Ready to go. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I like those. Uh, there's one player in there that we definitely have a big gap on, and it really just comes down to age. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get to him here in a minute. But, uh, but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. But 
19 through 21 are three guys you've already covered, so I don't get any new analysis here, but uh, it's going to be at 19, Garrett Wilson. Really excited about him. I um, think he's a great talent. I, I do think that um, it's a little bit in flux. I'm not quite sure if I'm buying into to Zach Wilson being, you know, the type of quarterback that can create, uh, you know, top 10, five dynasty receiver like I'd like Garrett Wilson to be. But, you know, I think it is possible, and I'm still holding out hope for that because I, I want a lot of players on that team to do good now that Brees is there as well. So uh, at 20, I have Deontay Johnson. You know, I think you made a solid argument. I think I've always been low on Deontay Johnson. You know, he's he had those drop plot problems. He's had this issue where, I mean, I mean, last year, did he miss a game last year? He missed one game last year. But in the past, he's had issues with getting these little nicked up injuries and stuff. But I agree. he's He showed great upside last year. He had a breakout year, had a good year the year before. I mean, it was on the back of a lot of targets, though. I mean, he had 169 targets but only uh, 1,100 yards. So not that 1,100 yards is bad. It's just guys that get that, you know, like uh, Devontae Adams had 169 targets and had 1,500 yards. So part of that was obviously Big Ben was only dumping off little short passes to him, but I don't think he's an elite, elite caliber receiver. I think he just kind of had a really, really good situation last year. And obviously it's going to be a crowded uh receiver room with a rookie quarterback or Mitch Trubisky so any of those don't sound exactly ideal but you know I I do think I'd be willing to knock him up a couple spots after you know where did you have him ranked again I had him ranked 17 Deontay Johnson Mm -hmm. oh I thought you had him higher okay well I have him at 20 so that's not too that's or that's not too too far off then so Mm -hmm. Never mind. Uh, but this guy, we do have far off, and I'm upset about it, and I do want to knock him off. At 21, I have Devontae Smith. Um, so, you know, again, I was really considering this, like, why do I have a 12-spot gap between A.J. Brown and, and Devontae Smith? You know, I think, honestly, as far as which one I'd rather draft, I'd much rather draft Devontae Smith because I can get him so much later than A.J. Brown. But – I think, you know, I was considering like, should I move AJ Brown back a couple spots and maybe, um, maybe move Devontae Smith up a couple spots to kind of reflect that my feelings on that. But it was really hard to rank them. Having them in at 21 makes me feel low when you have the man at what, 14, 15? Uh, 17. Oh, you're talking about Devontae. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, Devontae. I don't 14. Yeah. 14. Yeah. So, so definitely you're the high guy on him, which I'm a little bit surprised at just cause I'm tend to be higher on Jalen Hurts than you, but Hey, I'm happy to hear it. Cause I'm a, I'm a big Devonte Smith fan. So, um, but uh, yeah, 21 He that's, that's where he's coming in for me. Nice. Nice. I like it. Uh, one thing on the Deontay Johnson thing, if you're going to knock him for not having as many yards on that many receptions, you got to lock, knock Waddle too, because Deontay Johnson averaged over a yard more per reception. Um, yeah, that's fair. That, yeah, that, that is fair. Um, you know, and, and both of them should be knocked for it, but uh, I just think the situation this year and looking forward looks a little bit better for Jalen Waddle than, than Devontae, uh, Deontay Johnson at the moment. But, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett could be a stud, and I could be wrong about that. Yeah, and Tyree kills there, but we shall see. Right, right. Um, all right, well, I will go into my next group here. Mm-hmm. We did our preseason, you know, I think that one of the first episodes we did once the season was over and we started our dynasty analysis is we re-ranked, um, you know, the, the rookies from last year. 
And this was a guy that I had at wide receiver six. He is now at, uh, from that class. Uh, he is now uh, my wide receiver four from that class. So he jumped up a couple spots and it's because a combination of a couple things, his situation greatly improved. And the two guys I had above him, their, their situations greatly uh, diminished as far as their opportunities. So, uh, but that person is enough lead up uh, Rashad Bateman, uh, Rashad Bateman at number 22. Uh, he looks like he's going to be the number one target. I mean, look, Mark Andrews is there, but as far as a receiver, as far as an outside threat, and I was huge on him coming out. Like I know last year it wasn't incredible. He didn't get on the field that much at the beginning of the season. And then he had a, uh, you know, a couple of good spurts here and there. He'd be there for a game, wouldn't be there for a game. So, um, you know, obviously also part of that was Lamar Jackson got injured. Um, and also Rashad Bateman was injured for part of the year last year. So threw off the rhythm a little bit, but, um, you know, as far as opportunity I, I, and, and talent, I think he has a great combination of those two things. Uh, Lamar, you know, I know there's still some debate as to whether he's going to, I think he is going to stay with the Ravens. I don't think there's any, uh, you know, but, you know, as of right now, they haven't came to an agreement, you know, he looks like he's going to play on his fifth year. Uh, so, um, you know, we'll see how that works out. But for me, I'm pretty much just, bait, uh, you know, betting on the fact that he's going to be Rashad, Rashad Bateman will be Lamar's number one target uh, for years to come. And, you know, I, I really think he can fill that role well if he if he grows into the talent that I thought he had coming out of college. So um, bumped him up a couple of spots as far as his class there. At number 23, I have Mike Evans. So a little bit lower on him than you, but I agree that, uh, you know, for me, it's just the Brady thing. It's like, I'm going to get one great year and then what happens to the Bucks? And I agree, you, you made a great point. He's done great no matter who plays with him. Uh, but he is getting up there in age. He's 29 now or he's 28, sorry, uh, he'll be 29 in this season. And, uh, you know, starting to get to the point, but, you know, Cooper Cup's 29. So, uh, but I don't think he's quite going to put up numbers like Cooper Cup did. But, uh, you know, obviously with Chris Godwin likely missing the beginning of the season, he's going to come out strong, man. Like, I mean, he plays strong regardless, even with Chris Godwin there. But as far as like a, a starter for your first couple of weeks, start off strong, like, I mean, Mike Evans is the guy to get. But, um, you know, I, it's really hard to rank these guys age and performance and when I think the drop-off's going to happen, all of that's getting factored in, but I don't blame you for having Mike Evans higher than me. And at number 24, this is something I really struggled with, but I had to put him here when it comes to a situation. We haven't seen it yet. Still buying into the talent. I think he's an incredible route runner. Jerry Judy, number 24, my last dynasty wide receiver to, um, Russ is there. I don't know. It's really hard. I have Cortland Sutton not too far behind. It's hard to say because Cortland Sutton isn't old by any means, but Jerry Juni's 23 years old, uh, still incredible route runner. Uh, showed some flashes that he can be a good receiver. He's just had one of the worst starts as far as situation and quarterback to start his career, but clearly that's going to change. And there's going to be a receiver. There is going to be a Denver Broncos receiver, maybe two, but there's going to be one that is an absolute week to week league winner. It's, it's going to happen because Russ Russell Wilson's going to be there. So you can choose who you're going to bet on, but for me, I'm going to bet on Jerry Judy. And also with that age, putting puts him there at number 24 for me. Ooh, I like a lot of what you just said, because starting off at number 22 is Jerry Judy for me. Uh, I still have him higher, 
Uh, yeah, I, I like a lot of what you said about the opportunity, the youth. I mean, he is a like just turned 23 not too long ago. Uh, I, he is he's an incredible route runner. He gets open a lot. He just isn't he, he they couldn't complete the pass like Drew Locke just couldn't complete the pass. So like the especially his rookie season, he had an insane amount of like passes thrown his way and very few of them were caught and it just wasn't really his fault. They were just bad passes. So Russell Wilson's really going to help that. And like Wilson's already shown with Flocka and DK Metcalf, like he can produce two guys that can honestly finish wide receiver one in the same season. They've done it before. So I think Judy and Sutton do have that maybe, you know, not quite DK type talent, but they can produce at a very, very high level. And yeah, Judy, no, no one should give up on him yet because he still has a lot to show. Uh, number 23 for me is Elijah Moore. This guy is someone that's shown a lot already, especially the last like six games of the year. He was incredible. Uh, you know, a lot of people are going to be scared off that Garrett Wilson is showing up. I obviously have Wilson ranked higher. I think he's the better talent. He's going to be more of the number one role. But again, like two wide receivers, we see it time and time again, can produce on the same team. And I think it's going to open up things for more when Garrett Wilson is there. And more contrary to popular belief, like he can play outside, he can play inside. They can use him in both ways. He played the majority of his snaps outside last year. So whatever they ask him to do, he can succeed at. That's the way he was at Ole Miss uh, as well. So really believe in the talent there. Number 24 for me, I know you're not going to like this, Josiah, but it is Mr. Scary Terry. Um, I, I do like McLaurin's talent, and I agree. His quarterback situation has kind of been uh, so far through his career. But I, I'm not a big fan of Wentz. He's, I thought he very, very underwhelmed with the Colts, and I think he's uh, going to a worse situation than the Colts. And, you know, McLaurin, as, as much as I do like him as, you know, watching him play and everything, his production as far as fantasy goes, I mean, last year he was wide receiver 31 in points per game, 26 overall. The year before he was wide receiver 20 in points per game, uh, 20 overall as well. So it's like he's good, and I think he can be a really good wide receiver too for you, but I don't know if he has that upside to give you wide receiver one return, and that's why I have him bumped down here. There are guys above him like, you know, Chris Olave, Jerry Judy, Amari Cooper. Those are the kind of guys I can see, you know, having wide receiver one upside, and I just don't quite see that with, with Terry. So nothing against him, but just a lot of good wide receivers. Yeah, no, fair enough. I've, you know – I was really high on Terry last year and it kind of came back to bite me. So maybe I'm still just holding on to hope. Uh, having him like, you started that Madden franchise and tore it up with scary Terry. And it's, <laughs> been, it's been all arrows up ever since. Yeah. yeah. 99. I swear. Yeah. Uh, Madden will do it to you. Right. Right. But no, I, you know, I do think that, you know, Wentz, there's no way Wentz is going to make him have a worse season compared to what he had last year in my mind. But I agree that it's not the best. You know, I, I, there's a lot of quarterbacks I would have rather him gotten. But you and, know. and if it was Wentz on like the Steelers, I'd be, you know, I'd feel so much more comfortable because I, I have trust that they're going to fix it. But yeah, the, the commanders the are just going to fix anything. Yeah, yeah, I got hearings in Congress going right now. Like it's I do think that Ron Rivera is a good coach and it's unfortunate. I agree. The organization. So, you know, I will push back just a little bit there and say I think Ron Rivera could do a much better job with them. Um, but mm -hmm. that being said. I agree with the organization is a wreck and not going to save a quarterback typically, but mm. uh, you know, we'll see where that goes, but uh, all right, well, I'll, well, let's recap our wide receiver twos here. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I had Michael Pittman at 13, uh, 14, Terry McLaren, 
15, Chris Godwin, 16, Traylon Burks, 17, Drake London, 18, DJ Moore, 19, Garrett Wilson, 20, Deontay Johnson, 21, Devontae Smith, 22, Rashad Bateman, 23, Mike Evans, and 24, Jerry Judy. Yep. And uh, my wide receiver two is Chris Godwin at 13. 14 is Devontae Smith, the Slim Reaper. 15, Michael Pittman. 16, Garrett Wilson. 17, Deontay Johnson. 18, Mike Evans. 19, the new Mike Evans, Drake London. 20, Amari Cooper. 21, Chris Olave. 22, Jerry Judy. 23, Elijah Moore. And 24, Scary Terry. All right. Okay, so... I think I am up next. Yeah. And coming in just a few spots behind his teammate is Cortland Sutton. Um, I, I agree with pretty much all your analysis as far as why he's a little bit lower. Um, Sutton, he has had some more injury concerns and he, you know, he's a little bit older. So that age thing. Uh, but I could definitely see him end up being the better of these two long term. Um, it just, you know, <laughs> we'll just have to see it on the field because we haven't seen either play with Russell Wilson yet. So, uh, he does pop in here at 25 for me. You could argue he should be in the wide receiver two argument, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. Uh, 26 for me, Mike Williams. I think he's being a little bit of a forgotten man just because he disappointed compared to his super hot start. I mean, he was like neck and neck with Cup for like wide receiver one spot uh, through like the first like third of the season basically. And then he just lost steam and Keenan Allen picked up and actually finished ahead of him. But, uh, I mean, it was still what I would consider a breakout uh, year for Mike Williams, who's a very good player in his own right, has one of the best young quarterbacks in the league tied to him, and he's not going anywhere. He's just sticking with the Chargers for many years. So I, I expect him to be uh, good. I think he's 27 years old now, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So I'll check on that. Yeah. If I'm uh, so, so he's a tad older, but, uh, yeah, I mean, still – let me check here. Uh, yep. Oh, he's, he's 27. Okay. Um, okay. Yep. 27 about he'll turn 28 uh, during the season. So uh, still a lot of life left in him. And uh, I just really like the situation he's tied to there. Uh, 27 for me. Another guy that I like his situation is Hollywood Brown, former Ravens receiver getting traded to the Cardinals. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury can dial up a hell of a passing offense, especially in the first half of the season. So enjoy that while it lasts. And especially with Deandre Hopkins being out on suspension for, I believe six games, uh, he says he's hoping he can get that reduced. I don't think it's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I expect, especially at the start of the season, that Hollywood Brown's going to kind of explode um, in that offense. They're going to dial up a million ways to use him, and defenses are going to have to take a few weeks to catch up. So, um, yeah, I, I, he has to crack the list for me for sure. Let me ask you something. Do you have DeAndre Hopkins in this list? I do not. Me neither, and I, I – I didn't feel good about that. Like, I know that he's suspended for some games. He's 30, but, I mean, he's still going to, you know, show the fuck out when he's on the field, right? I mean, but I don't have him here. I mean, you know, I don't feel comfortable drafting him in Dynasty right now. He's a very scary asset, but, you know, it's a, it's a six-week suspension. It's not like mm-hmm. we don't know how much the amount of time. Like, you know, obviously, if you if you draft him, plan for that, have, a, have somebody you can start during that time, but – um, I don't have him ranked and I'm not going to talk about him mm-hmm. for the, rest of the episode, but I just, I thought that was interesting that, you know, neither one of us have him there. And I don't think consistent consensus probably is drafting him there for the most part either. 
Yeah, um, I will say when he was there last year, it didn't seem to be the hop of old. Like he, I'm looking at it now. I have him as wide receiver 21 uh, in points per game last year. So, and he only played 10 games. So he finished, I'm sure, a lot worse in overall. So it's just like he's getting banged up more often. Now he's suspended because he's taking PEDs to probably help with him being banged up all the time and help recover from that. So, you know, I, I could see that kind of cascading into, you know, into kind of the end of his career. I don't want to say that, but he is reaching that age and he's a guy that plays with a lot of physicality and get, has gotten beat up over the years. So um, yeah. just with his underperformance last year, that would be why he, he slipped out for me. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, maybe that's bold. Maybe we should have him way higher. You know, if you think so, let us know. But uh, I thought I'd just bring that up. Well, all right. Going into my wide receiver threes at number 25, I have Amon Ross, St. Brown. Um, I still feel very good about him. I think you uh, might have said that Elijah Moore, uh, you know, had his great streak at the, the last six games of the season. It was actually Amon Ross that had it the last six games. Elijah Moore had it somewhere in the middle of the season. And uh, then, yep, you're right. You're right. Um, but, but either way, both of these guys had a completely dominant, explosive. I mean, if you've been listening to us, if you listen at the end of the season last year, I lost like half of my damn championship <laughs> finals, either because of Monroe St. Brown was playing against me or because I benched him in favor of somebody like Christian Kirk or some tragic mistake like that. <laughs> so it just uh, didn't work out for me, but I, you know, I'm not sleeping on him again. I'm not counting him out again. I know we got some competition who is in my top 30 as well. Uh, but you know, I still think that, uh, he can be the guy, especially in PPR. I think he's still going to be the guy that game to game is going to be the most dependable, most valuable. Um, at number 26, I have Elijah Moore. So right behind him, those guys are from the same class. They're neck and neck. Uh, I feel very similar about them. Both of them got a rookie receiver that came in is going to compete with them this year. The difference is, is I, I like Garrett Wilson a lot more than I like Jameson Williams. So, you know, for me, Wilson is more of the threat to take more of the workload over. But, um, you know, that being said, they were drafted back to back. I think both teams are going to have very similar plans for both of those players. So I think I think Elijah Moore and Amonra St. Brown had very comparable situations as far as their off seasons. And, uh, you know, that would, they're the two people that I mentioned that Rashad Bateman jumped them uh, just because his situation improved so much in my eyes. But. Uh, but yeah, those guys come in at number 25 and number 26. And then at number 27, four spots below his teammate, it is Cortland Sutton. Um, you know, Nate hit the nail on the head with him. It's it very well could be him. If you're making the gamble and you're taking Cortland Sutton above Jerry Judy, first of all, you're bold because nobody else is doing that in Dynasty. Second of all, uh, Cortland Sutton's going like two rounds after Jerry Judy. And I, I don't think that the separation should be that extreme at all. So uh, I do think Cortland Sutton's a great draft value. And, um, you know, I think uh, it's very possible that Russell Wilson makes both of these guys really be week-to-week starters. So, um, you know, are they going to be wide receiver ones? I don't know if I'm comfortable projecting that. But uh, I think very reliable top 15, top 20 type guys is very likely for both of them if they're healthy this year. So uh, that is my 25 through 27. That's like a lot of what you said there, so. I'll let you take the last three. Last three here. And it's sad because I thought we were going 36. We might try to throw them in at the end, but I'm going to leave some guys out that I really like. And now I'm like, oh, is this really my top 30? But the three guys I have on the list, undoctored, 
unfiltered straight to the viewer straight to you there's not really a viewer it's more of a listener uh chris olave at 28 so um i am a little bit lower than you on uh, than you on him overall i mean he was your wide receiver three my wide receiver four i just think there's more veterans that i'm more sure of and i think the big thing with olave is is I just don't know if he can be the number one target. I mean, there's other guys you could say that about Jerry, Judy, Elijah Moore that I ranked above him. So fair enough. But um, I, you know, I just think when I'm, when I'm thinking that coming out of the gate and Michael Thomas, I do still have in my top 36, not my top 30, but I'm still thinking that Michael Thomas is going to be the main benefactor this year. If he's there and healthy, obviously he's a bit of a diva and a bit of a loose cannon. So we don't know what he's going to do, but if he's there, you know, uh, but, you know, still think Chris Olave, solid wide receiver three. I'm happy to have him there. Uh, at 29, I have another rookie right behind him, and it's Jamison Williams. Uh, you know, it's only four spots after Amon Ross St. Brown. And I think most people, maybe you even, Nate, I'd be interested to see, um, are going to have Jamison Williams above Amon Ross St. Brown just because he definitely has the speed. He has more athleticism. He has a higher draft capital. And I get that. But I don't know if Jameson Williams is ever going to develop in a, a consistent game-to-game guy. He very well could, and especially in that Detroit Lions offense, there there are a lot of mouths to, mouths to feed. And you know, I think he's going to be more of a take the top off and hope he gets that long bomb touchdown. But the games that doesn't happen, I, I mean, for me, that's just why I'm a little bit more comfortable with Amon Ross St. Brown. But I do understand that most people probably don't feel that way. And then at number thirty, I have Amari Cooper. So ten spots off of you. Um, he's getting a little bit older. I mean, don't get me where did he finish last year? Not uh, great. <laughs> 27. Yeah, but he played 15 games. So only missed two games. Points per game, he was at 13, which puts him in the 30s. So uh yeah, not that great. Obviously, there was I mean, I don't know. He was in a great situation. I don't even know why he didn't didn't play that well last year. Uh so um He's done that throughout his career, though. He'll have these streaks where he's just like one of the best receivers in the league, and then he'll just kind of poof, be gone, and just be like a target decoy, you know? And uh, he's always kind of gotten these little banged-up injuries. Obviously, the Deshaun suspension, I really am thinking that they're going to go for a year. We'll see. I've, we'll, sounds like the Players Union is going to try to push back on that, and we'll see how that ends up getting litigated. But um, if Deshaun Watson's out a full year and Amari Cooper's going to be 30 by the time that Deshaun Watson's playing with him, like I, I'm, I'm not going to be quite as high as you on him. Uh, but that being said, he's still an incredible receiver. Um, you know, I don't, don't blame you for, for having him, uh, you know, a little bit higher than me. I do think 20 is just a little bit too high in dynasty, but I understand that if Deshaun is only suspended for six games and comes back, I mean, he's set to be Deshaun's number one target and we've seen, you know, Brandon Cooks, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, a lot of these guys really shine when when Deshaun's throwing them the ball. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, the, the, that's definitely a difference for us. But he does come in at number 30 for me. Yeah. Opinion. And I would argue Deshaun's like a better quarterback than Prescott when he's there. And Cooper now has less competition for touches. Like, the next that's- best receiver now is David Bell. If he's better, I people's Jones. If he's better than Dak, I don't think it's like crazy substantial, but I do I do agree with the with the um you know overall target share. I mean, he's gonna be a target hog. He has to be because they really don't have much else. Um, yeah. you know, David Bell probably has the best chance. I mean, Donovan People Jones or David Bell pretty much yeah. gonna be wide receiver too. So yeah, and they're pretty far ways off them. So we'll see. Um 
So number 28 for me is Mr. Jameson Williams. I do have him just above Mr. Amon Ross St. Brown, but he, here's the thing. One, it's not just like the draft capital and the fifth year option and all this and that. Um, one, I think I'm a little bit higher on him as a prospect. I mean, he roasted Keely Ringo and Lewis Seen for the Georgia Bulldogs. And those guys are both high in NFL talents. I mean, Lewis Seen was taken at the top of the second by the Vikings. Um, and Ringo will be a top or a first round corner this next year. So uh, he's, he's whipped a lot of really, really good players. And I think that is going to translate. And the other thing for me is his, um, his role with the lions I see as being kind of unchallenged. Like he is the deep threat lineup outside, beat the corner, um, go get the deep ball, hit, uh, get intermediate routes. He can also do stuff with like getting the ball behind the line of scrimmage and stuff. He's better at that than people give him credit for. But that being the case, like I'm on Ross St. Brown, who he comes in at uh, 29 for me, just one spot under his position. Although I think he's still going to excel at it is a bit more challenged as far as having TJ Hawkinson and Deandre Swift there. Those guys are going to eat more into that short range area where that, that deep ball, number one wide receiver go down the field and get it. Jameson William has that, those targets on lock. So that's why I feel more comfortable. And I think he's just a little bit more talented than Amon Ra is. Uh, but yeah, I'm on Rob still, I was really high on him coming out, still high on him. It may not seem it at 29, but there's just a lot of really good wide receivers. So uh, number 30 for me, I may regret putting him above a couple of these other guys, but the situation is really, really good. And I do really like talent. It is sky more for me, yeah. for the chiefs. Uh, yeah, man, he, his, his, his burst, his quick twitch is very, you know, you don't want to, straight away compare him to Tyreek Hill because uh, it's kind of unfair, but he does resemble that type of player and there is not a ton of competition for targets in my opinion. I mean, I understand Juju's there. Marquez Valdez-Scanling is there. I don't see Sky Moore playing a similar role to them. And if he is uh, playing that slot role against Juju, I think he's quickly going to take it over before it's too long. Even if you have to wait a year on this guy, just the situation is really, really too good to pass up on the upside. So I got to put him here in my top 30. Yeah, I knew it as soon as you started uh, saying that you'd regret putting him here or you might regret putting him here. Well, there's one, there's a guy right below him that just I want to put there. Well, maybe we can get our last guys in. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I will just say as far as the Monrant St. Brown versus Jameson Williams uh, argument, um, I agree that, you know, Jameson Williams is going to have most of the deep targets, but I don't. We think of them in these roles and stuff, but Amon Ross St. Brown still can and excelled last season down the field. I don't think he's only going to get short targets. I, you know, I think he will get balls down the field, but I, I do agree with your point that people like Hawkinson, you know, a lot of times their routes might exist in similar uh, depths of the field. So, yeah. Um, and, and I guess my point is more just when they're both healthy, Williams is the guy that you're going to put on the outside against the team's number one corner and expect him to beat him one-on-one and, and make the play down the sideline. You know, I'm on raw. He can do that, but it's not really what he's best at. Right. And I, yeah, I agree with you there for sure. So, uh, and you know, as far as where we actually have him right, you have him at 28, I have him at 29. So it's not yeah. really far off, you know, but yeah. uh, just the fact that you're higher than him on, I'm on raw. Uh, yeah. so. Uh, so, yeah, so for me, I do just want to throw in a couple of names. Won't go too deep on analysis, but uh, 31, I had Mike Williams. You had him ranked a little bit higher. Uh, he came in right there for me. 32, I had his teammate, Keenan Allen. Uh, I know it's kind of a cop-out to do the teammates back-to-back, -back, but it really is kind of 
Yeah. And honestly, Mike Williams might even just have a better season again than, than Keenan Allen. So maybe it is just time to separate them a little bit more in dynasty, but for Keenan Allen, I can't quite give it up. Um, number 33, I have Darnell Mooney. Um, so, uh, really, really like Darnell, like, you know, I think he's going to be a target hog. It's just that offense is going to be abysmal. Uh, 34, I had Marquise Brown. You touched on him as well. Uh, 35, Michael Thomas. And then at 36, my last wide receiver three, I had Mr. Sky Moore. So he did come right in there as well, but didn't quite make the top 30 for me. So if you want to give your full 36 or just touch on a couple guys or whatever before we, before we head out of here, feel free. Yeah, the guy I'd love to put at 30 is George Pickens. Um, I have moved him up just a little bit. Uh, there is maturity concerns and everything, but the Steelers have a knack for nailing these wide receiver picks. Oh, and so you put him above Christian Watson. Yeah, I, I moved him above there since okay. since we did our post draft thing. So they're they're absolutely neck and neck, and I think Watson he may have he'll probably have the better rookie year, but I don't know. I mean, Pickens might just take the field and storm off with Chase Claypool's job. Uh, I'd love that, but I do agree. I think. Watson's gonna have the better rookie year, but that doesn't mean you should rank him higher in dynasty. So yeah, and uh, Aaron Rodgers is notoriously not friendly to rookie wide receivers, so that that history does cause me a little bit of pause. So uh, Pickens there at thirty-one, DJ Moore at thirty-two. I like oh, the wow. guy; he's still young and everything, but he just kind of is what he is, man. He's he's a wide receiver two slash wide receiver three, uh, too often a wide receiver three, and his situation really isn't looking up by too much and i just the, the guys i put above him have the upside to be a lot more than what he is so you know he's he's mr steady eddie but i'm going with a little bit more upside ahead of him uh keenan allen is 33 christian watson 34 brandon cooks 35 Ooh, 36 is tough mm. i will go with Darnell Moody. All right, guys. Well, this was for me the hardest position just because there's so many guys. Like I would get ranking and then I would realize I didn't have a guy. And I'm like, oh shit, I want him like five spots higher. And I'd have to go back and mm. change my list. So yeah, it was it was really, really hard. There's a lot of guys. I mean, names we didn't cover. I mean, Kadarius Tony, a lot of people were gonna have him in their top 36. Christian Watson, we we mentioned, but wasn't in either of our top 36. Gabe Davis, there's been a lot of hype on. Obviously, we mentioned leaving out DeAndre Hopkins. Brandon Ayuk, a lot of people are high. So just really, uh, we know we probably left a lot of your guys as you, you guys as guys out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's how the cookie crumbles. This is a really uh, hard, and especially with this incoming rookie class, you know, it, it's going to knock out some of these veterans that probably deserve to be higher. Hey, I feel bad. I didn't even have Rashad Bateman down and i feel bad about it but yeah um wow yeah part of that is before this past season lamar never had a thousand yard receiver like the 2021 is the first time he's ever had a thousand yard receiver and he had two of them but i think the only reason is all their running backs got injured and they've kind of said this already and they had to go to a, a much more pass heavy approach and every indication in the offseason so far is that they want to get back to that run heavy approach that they had so much success with so I, I just don't see that kind of Hollywood Brown 2021 upside for Bateman because every other year of Lamar's career, no one's been a thousand yard receiver, not even Mark Andrews. So, and if someone is going to be that thousand yard guy, it is going to be Mark Andrews. So um, that's why Bateman just comes, comes down a little bit for me. 
Yeah, I mean, my pushback to that would just be that I think Bateman is more talented than anybody that that, that Lamar has been throwing to, and he has he's had a year to get it under his his belt. And you think he's more talented than Hollywood Brown? I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Mm. I mean, um, you know, they're both first round picks. Was was Bateman a first? Yeah, he was a first round pick. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, uh, you know, similar similar pedigree. But yeah, I do think that he's a more complete, well rounded, better route runner. Doesn't drop passes. And Marquise Brown. I mean, I actually just watched a highlight reel. Maybe this is affecting my rankings, but of Marquise, <laughs> Brown, uh, Marquise Brown dropping like just not not just dropping passes, dropping touchdown to the house passes last year. And there was like eight or nine of them. They were just like, oh my god. So you know, I, I do think that I, I'm much more confident and safe with Rashad Bateman than, than Marquise Brown as talents. But you know, I've been higher on him. I think I had him as my wide receiver three coming out of that class. Uh, you know, so I had him higher than Waddle. So, uh, you know, I, you know, maybe I'm not the guy to listen to him, uh, Rashad Bateman news on, but or hype on, but, <laughs> but yeah, choo choo, like, motherfucker. <laughs> I like him, and I will say, man, you're not, you know, if you have him outside of your 36, like it's hands off, you're not getting them, you know, so you're, mm. you're just wiping your hands clean of that situation, which you got to do that with some players, can't draft everybody, so. Uh, well, you got anything else to add, bud? Oh, that's that's a lot of players. That was incredibly tough. Tight ends next week are going to be a lot easier. Yeah. So <laughs> about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do our tight ends next week. It, it's still an important position. We play tight end premium. It's still, I know it sucks, but, you know, we, we're going to try to come up with like a variety topic, a little bonus uh, discussion that we're going to have at the end, just because we don't, we want to give you more than, you know, 12 to 15 names each. And that's about as deep as the tight end position goes. Maybe I'll a little go, deep. I'll go to 24. This is tight end premium. Damn it. We can try. I mean, I just, you know, once we're talking about, you know, Brevin Jordan to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Brevin, Brevin might be in my top 15. Now you better, uh, better watch out. I'm high on him. But anyway, so, uh, so yeah, we're going to do that next week. And then the week after that, guys, we're going to be covering, um, busts and or not busts. I'm sorry. Us, uh, yeah, yeah, bus, yeah, bus sleepers, and, sleepers and top dogs. In our top dogs. And we are going to have our first guest, Mr. Josh Walker. That is Rotonaut on Twitter. I'll let him do all the advertising, but he's a fantasy writer and a fantasy player that we play with and uh, like to hear his opinion and like to play with him. So uh, we're going to have him on. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a new experience uh, for the podcast, uh, the first guest. So we're excited for that. Um, but uh yeah, Nate, if uh, you got anything you want to throw in at the end here, do so now. If not, I'll close this out. I think we've said it all, done it all. Peace out, bitches. We've done it all. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you for sticking with us. Um, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, all the things that sometimes I forget to throw in at the end of the episode to ask you to do to support us. So please share that support. We really appreciate it. And uh, Tune in next week for your tight end blues. All right. Thanks, guys. For Nate, this is Josiah Fantasy Talks out. I really did bad on that.